It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the best hang. I am Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. Right off the top, we're just going to uh, quickly say that uh, Shane is not in his normal recording spot. He's back in the office in Toronto, and he doesn't have a recording apparatus. So when you hear Shane speak, it's going to be directly from the Zoom. Uh, so forgive the recording quality. Shane, how does I'm, it feel I'm to be sure, untethered? I'm sure it'll be fine, though. Nothing will be different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to try. I don't know where the microphone is on this uh, laptop. But hopefully if I sit close. I, I, I think you should go further back. It feels like it's breaking up. Just be a normal person. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's like sit back. Oh, I yeah. find when I interview guests and they don't have a mic, if they're not really close, it sucks. But if this is okay, then that's okay. I, th- I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Does it feel liberating to not be tethered to a microphone? That's a good question. Uh, it, yeah, it does a little bit. Because I, I, hearing my voice on the mic because I wear headphones and talking into the mic. It's, uh, it's weird. It's, it's not natural. Oh shit. I got my, um, ooh, my taxes got accepted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I shut my email. There's a bunch of technical problems uh, with this setup though. I, I don't like the change. Okay. I, I'm out of my email. All right. Well, we're doing it. We're doing it live. Uh, well, not live. You'll be hearing this uh, after, you know, a quick little uh, edit from uh, the amazing Nathan Nash. This is always a, it's a good opportunity mm-hmm. to give props where props are due. Nathan goes through all these pods. So, you know, God he, bless Nathan. Oh my God. Oh, what a, he's the best, the best. So uh, yeah. yeah, he'll have to clean up all of the overtalk and sloppiness that Shane zoom record will, uh, will provide Maxi. What's going on with you? Mm, I went to a movie last night. Which was very fun. I went with uh, Dan Hamilton because Dan is back in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and, what do you mean uh, he he moved out of Hamilton? Yeah. Well, kind of. He's like he's like splitting time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's looking very handsome lately. Yeah. Actually, he told me that you complimented him in in a recent photo, and he and he said it's the best compliment he's ever got because it came from you. Oh yeah. wow! You have you have that power uh, over people. I, it's weird because I don't think I did it directly to him. I complimented uh, to Birchall. It, yeah. Maybe that's what made the compliment so good was because I was saying it through Birchall, so you know it's real when you're someone's back behind your back complimenting you <laughs> can mean something more because you know it's not yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But how did Dan, he get so handsome all of a sudden? What happened? Has, no, I'm not saying he wasn't handsome before. <laughs> no, no. I, th- I think like a lot of people, like the pandemic was was pretty hard for many, many good reasons. Uh, and Dan 
But Dan has an amazing ability to like focus. I like, and I think he just is like a body type that like processes um, things quickly or something. You know, some people can try so, so, so hard to lose weight and it just never happens. And then there's other people who are like, no, this is what I'm doing. And he, and he like wills it. And then like, you know, see, it seems like two weeks ago, he was a different person. I mean, if he were to tell you, he'd, be, he'd probably say this has been like four or five months in the works. But um you know, his, his, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, your best quality is also your worst quality. And I think Dan's, um, Dan's best quality is that he can be, he's a very determined person, right? It's also means that he's stubborn too, like determined and, and stubborn are like the inverse thing. And, uh, so sometimes his stubbornness can lead him to do, uh, impulsive things uh, out of spite or out of uh, you know or try to prove somebody wrong, and but then sometimes his determination can lead him to do incredible things like you know pack up somebody's entire apartment by himself, put it into a moving truck by himself, and then uh, move it across uh, you know three cities over, and he does that very well too. So yeah, he's he's a he's an interesting guy. But yeah, Dan's looking great, and I went to the movie with him last night. But actually, before we get to the movie, what would you say? Because I've been thinking about this a lot. What would you say? Do you agree with that thesis that the thing that makes somebody great is also the thing that makes somebody uh, less great? Yeah, it's like um, nuclear energy. It's from Mark Myers' film Delivery. Uh, They talk about how you can either use it for good or, or evil. It can power a city or it can destroy a city. Ah. Oh, so, oh, someone's a delivery fan. <laughs> yeah. What, Shane, what would you say is your like your best trait and how does that turn into a negative thing? I think I'm a lot like Dan Hamilton, the way you just described it. Mine is yeah. packing a moving truck, but <laughs> I feel like if I don't eat Taco Bell for a week, I could get like a modeling contract or something. This is, you know, <laughs> hyperbole a little bit. But <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if I... Uh, Ate Taco Bell for a week. I could get a modeling contract with Taco Bell. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Who's this ambiguously raced person? He's like kind of perfect as, as a model for, uh, <laughs> for for Taco Bell. Max, what do you think? You're sort of uh, the trait that makes you great, but also maybe takes away from the greatness. Um, what are we calling this? The, the, the double edged trait. Yeah, the double edged thing. Um, I'd say uh, for me. I'm I'm a people pleaser. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that you, you could kind of go through when it comes to my personality that are that are like a the, the, the good and the inverse of the good. But um, I think because I like to please people and uh, like you know delight people, like I I, th- I think and I think I'm good at that. Like in terms of trying, like especially with my job is a sort of a pseudo semi uh, public figure. Like I like to, and it also the. My job as an entertainer is like to bring delight to people, right? I think as a result, I'm bad at um, having hard hard conversations. You know what I mean? Like I think I'm like I'm not good at confrontation. So it's like it's sort of the same thing. I think those two things are kind of connected in some way. I don't know. So you're too kind. That's your <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not too kind. I'm I'm saying that like I, I I'd actually probably be more kind if I was better at having hard conversations. But I'm not. So it's you know I think I, I think my, I'm, I'm avoidant. Is that the uh, you know I'm not confrontational in that sense. But uh, but yeah, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's hard to to assess yourself. I I, I think I'm pretty similar to you. I think I think. Uh, I have trouble saying no to like friends, to work things. I just, maybe that's like the, the confrontation thing or not wanting to let people down. But I think like when you don't say no to things, it can be bad because you overspend your time. Like you, your time is spoken for and sometimes you overbook that time and then you're scrambling to move things around. On the other side of that, it, it, when you don't say no to things, you're doing a lot of things. And like, I'd say that like half the cool things that I do in my life, if my first inclination to pass if you know what I mean, if I had done that, I'd missed out. I would have missed out on a million things, you know, or as Len yeah. says, I would have missed a million miles of fun. Well, that that's the thing is uh, like, I think you and I are similar, Mike, in that like you're an extrovert more yeah. so than Shane. And um, and so the, the penchant for wanting to go out and experience things and do stuff is uh, can also just, you know, get in the way of other stuff. So uh, just that 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 sort of need for excitement, you know. Uh, can also make you tired the next day or <laughs> whatever it may be, you know? Um, but uh, anyway, I bring this all up because I went to the movie theater with uh, Book Club Maddie and Dan Hamilton, uh, and we went to see Top Gun. 
And it was amazing. Uh, the movie theater was completely packed. We were sitting not, you know, in like in a big IMAX theater at Scotiabank, there's like the three rows like right in the front and then yeah. there's a walkway and then there's all the rest of the rows. We were in the first row of the walkway. So like row C, I think. So it wasn't a good seat, but it was the only thing we could get. And, um, you know, so I was thinking about how much I love the second. movie. Did, yeah. did you go on a Tuesday night because it's like the discount Tuesday? Oh, I didn't even realize it was Tuesday. No, it just happened to be a Tuesday. Okay. I forgot about that. No, that, that was just- a I just didn't know if as adults, like people still plan for the, the discount Tuesday. Because that so, was like, that was literally my business model as a, as a 16 year old. It's like, you wouldn't <laughs> see a movie unless it was on a Tuesday. Uh, but then I'm like, I haven't considered that in decades. I don't know. Ever since well, I, it's I, good I, too, if you just want the movie experience. Because then ah, it feels like a Friday night, especially if you're seeing a comedy like Superbad or something or like mm. Top Gun. You want to get those oohs and ahs that a crowd provides. Have the people. Yeah. Anyway, back to your back to your experience with so, Top Gun so Maverick. The, the, yeah, the movie theater is packed. And I'd been sort of disappointed in myself that I hadn't been to the movies that much since it reopened. Because, you know, during the pandemic, I kept on myself. I was like, oh, when the movie theaters come back, like I'm going to go support the movies because like cinema is like such a, a great way to spend your time for entertainment. And I haven't really done that. But anyway, everyone's been raving about Top Gun and Matt Frookman had already seen it. He said, I want to see it again. Let's go together. Matt likes to see movies more than once. We go to the movies and it was such a delight. I couldn't even tell you how long it was because it just sort of like kept my attention the entire time. And it kind of proved two uh, two ideas that uh, I have when it comes to popular commercial cinema that I think I'm generally in the wrong camp but i but in this particular case i was proven correct number one is i know uh mike you like like your marvel movies i know that uh marvel movies know, what oh sorry you, you like don't you like superhero shit well, i like star trek well, it, it, okay it, 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 the problem with superhero movies to me and star trek and star wars and any of this stuff it's all sort of like not based in reality and I'm like, can we just do one thing <laughs> that is like... If you're going to try and tell us the Top Gun Maverick is based in reality. <laughs> no, conceivably, it is a, a true story. It's not like a superpower oh guy that can like, you know... Oh my God. Okay. Are we going to get no, to the no, final no, no, point no, saying, of, of what? what Maverick is able to do and his elite squad <laughs> listen, of like superheroes? Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, they, they said in the beginning... There was no CGI. Yeah, there was yeah. no. <laughs> no, there wasn't. So it could no, no, be done. We're talking about sort of like certain mission parameters and certain mocks that they go and how it's never been done. And listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking loved Top Gun Maverick. It was it was awesome. But if you're sitting here saying like Top all Gun Maverick is, is, is that, a documentary compared to like a Marvel there's no movie. weird gargoyles. There's no weird thing. It's like where somebody can disappear into thin air. There's no thing where it's like, you know, half horse, half man. Tom Cruise literally disappears off the radar using some sort of bullshit that, yeah, that, that is just perfect plot. No, he's flying underneath the radar. That's, I know, that's but that's I'm saying radar systems work. their explanations for that stuff, I think needs just as much disbelief if you went in there with a military man or someone in the, in the air force they would probably enjoy the hell of it and go yeah bullshit i agree i know no don't, don't get me wrong it is bullshit but at least it it takes place with real humans and there's no sci-fi or element of like complete fantasy complete fan you, you you know what i'm saying there is a difference it's like it's only humans in this in this uh movie yeah, right? That's fine. But, but so your, so your issue is with any entertainment that isn't just like humans. Yeah. I, my, 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 yeah. That's my point is that like, I want to see movies that, that take place with humans and I don't care about the other frilly What you're stuff. getting at is this, what you're getting at is this. Cause like stories can be told in any way through any device and they're telling the exact same story. And you know, what yeah. you're doing is you want to imagine yourself as either the Tom Cruise character mm -hmm. or the yeah. Miles Teller character. And yeah. so when you watch movies, you mm -hmm. want to see yourself as that person. And if it takes place on a different planet or in a different reality, that's you're already, it's a non-starter for you. Cause you can't see yourself in the bar like Tom Cruise or exactly. Miles Teller being cool and playing the piano. Like, yeah. I I get yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So yeah. number one, that, uh, and, and, and I think a lot of people assumed based on the success of like commercial movies in the last, you know, 10 years, that the only way you can make a lot of money with a blockbuster is if you go into some other fantasy world. And this movie, I think was one of the first movies that didn't like have any, I know it had lots of bells and bells and whistles, but it took place in, in the real world. Hypothetical. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is that with any sort of action movie, 
I cannot follow any of it when it comes to like the plot of how to like, okay, that evil villain has the thing that does the thing. And it, there's always like 19 steps. The plot points are so convoluted that I have a general sense of who's good and who's bad, but I have actually no clue as to any of it. Like as like, if you were to, yeah, if you were to say like, what is the plot of even the Marvel things? It's like, uh, I think they were trying to, I don't know. I just never know anything with Top Gun. It was so simple. It was just like, you know, basically what? what? So spoiler alerts right now, not real oh, ones, but just in general ones, because yeah, there's no bad guy, Max. Well, well, there's no, and also they just have two, two minutes and 15 seconds to hit the target. It's like, you yeah, gotta, you gotta fly game. the thing and then you gotta hit the target. And then you got to get out before they catch you. And I was like, I love this. I love this so much. It yeah, was so about, awesome. You, you love the simplicity of it. Yeah. There is no nuance with the bad guy. Can you tell me who the, the, the nation, the offending nation was who there, was building the They nuke? were never mentioned. That's right. So Amazing. all of that is by design. They, you never know who they're, they're, they have to, basically the plot of the movie is they have to destroy this like nuclear site underground in some unnamed nation. I don't know what you, you can sort of cast your own sort of whoever the bad guy is. It's sort of nebulous. I think that's by design. The story is really about Maverick and the Miles Teller character and this sort of the daddy issues and the sort of mentor mentee and this sort of like there, there's a human story there, but all these fucking movies have that star Wars is essentially this. We I have know. to go to this target. We have to blow this thing up. You know, it's like, and then what you care though is about the story of like Luke and becoming who he is, fulfilling mm-hmm. his destiny, the way that Miles Teller had to fulfill his destiny and Maverick had to overcome these things. Well, I think what you're saying is your personal thing is it's like, if it doesn't take place, like this takes place, where were they? Like Florida? I don't even know where They're the base in is. San Diego. San, San Diego. Diego. So it's like the yeah. beach looks great. It's all like- <laughs> Golden I get light. You, I get what you're saying, but I think that you can get all these things out of the movies that you're knocking, Max, that you're disparaging uh, just the same way. And if anything, this is more simple because the villain's not, it's not nuanced. And the the bad thing is like air quotes. You know, in the original Top Gun, it was so popular, they started putting um, Air Force recruitment centers in the movie theaters. So I that believe. They're still doing that. Are they doing that again? Yeah, yeah. So these kids come out of these movies after watching like Maverick blow some shit up and be like a superhero, and now they're joining the army. I mean, I would join the army or the navy. (laughs) I'm anti-war and anti all that shit. I'm like, sign me up. If you give free Ray-Bans though, or those aviator glasses, why not? Yeah, very cool look. And you and you think of what like what name you'd give yourself like you know Goose Maverick Rooster all that shit. It's perfect. Do you think it? Do you do you guys? How do you guys feel about Top Gun as like uh, war propaganda? I'm into it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very effective. Uh, cool. I don't really have super nuanced thoughts on it, but I just find it fascinating when a movie like this explodes. And it is an awesomely made movie. Like I've said in every group chat I've been in after I saw it, my, I wasn't like, I, I was like, eh, maybe I'll see it. It wasn't on the radar, no pun intended. But um, my brother-in-law, I, I didn't even realize, had a need for speed. And he was like, hey, do you guys want to go see like a matinee of Top Gun? And I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, and he also paid for it. He was like, it's on me because he, we went and saw the Northman together and he thought the Northman was so shitty that he was like, I need to buy you. I'm getting your next movie because I brought you to the Northman and I feel terrible. I thought the Northman was fine. Anyway, I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was, I did not think it was this exceptional movie that everyone's like, it's five out of fives. No, it's like, it was just one of those movies that gets made, whatever. Northman is what it is. It's, it's not great. It's not terrible. He certainly didn't need to pay for Top Gun, although he did. So I ended up in Top Gun with both my brother-in-laws and I smiled. I didn't stop smiling the whole I time. Know. It is Tom Cruise at the apex of Tom Cruise-ness. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like a perfect mindless action movie that has heart that you care. You're rooting by the end. I was almost smiling at how much it was like tricking me into like, sort of like wanting to wave an American flag and sort of like <laughs> getting a fighter pilot. And like, actually, you know what it's, what these movies do, this one in particular is it actually does. It's really good at sort of, um, capturing, camaraderie in a competitive sort of like unit that also is like, you got to work together, but there's little dynamics within and you kind of have the asshole who's actually kind of got a heart of gold and you got the guy that's got to overcome. Like, it's kind of like a perfect action. There's a reason it's going to make a billion dollars. And it's like, it's one of the best sort of action movies I've seen. And like, I can't even think back to the last time. And the writing is so good because it's, it's there's so many cheesy moments, but it's so intentionally cheesy and funny. Totally. It's, you don't there, care. There's not a moment where they go, oh, they thought that was a good idea. It was always like so accurately um, cheesy and, and funny at the same time, but it never made you go, ooh. But it was like everything was very intentional. And the music was awesome too. It's just like that 80s throwback nostalgia. And they also played some music from like the 60s and 70s as well. But like 
Yeah, and everything was just like so expensive, but also natural looking. You know what I mean? It was like everything was just like manicured to be perfect. Even um, uh, Jennifer Connelly looked amazing. Tom Cruise looked amazing. It's like John uh, Hamm is essentially the bad guy in this. You know, like the sort of the supervisor that won't get out of Maverick's ass. And then like, it's just everything that's set up. You're like, you know what's going to happen. You know how it's coming. You're just like, you kind of, if you allow yourself to go with the ocean, if you overthink these things, if you don't overthink movies, then you'll doubly like this. But I'm kind of thinking about it the whole time as I'm watching. I'm like, why is this working on me so well? And then I actually stopped thinking about it and just went with the, the, through, through the ocean and allowed Tom Cruise to work his movie star magic on me. I also was, I had this thought. So there's all these photos that came out of Tom at uh, con promoting it. And people were commenting like Tom Cruise is what? Like 60 something now. I don't know. What Tom, 60, might, yeah. 60, just turned 60. And so he looks, he looks, he's looking a little different, right? This was at con in this. He does not look different. So I was like, did they do like some de-aging like from the Irishman? Did they use some mm. of this like, because so, to, to, he looks phenomenal in this movie. And then I re- remembered they actually shot it before the pandemic. It was supposed to come out. So we're actually uh. seeing Tom Cruise in a bit of a time machine. We're seeing Tom Cruise from like three or four years ago when they shot this film. Um, my brother told me a story too, because everybody in this film is fucking ripped. Is yeah. uh, Tom Cruise. He's so 59, like, by the way. Oh, there you go. They redid the, uh, I guess they shot the beach scene twice where they're playing like football on the beach where nobody's wearing a shirt. And the the, the reason they said Tom did that is because everybody was in like a boot camp and Tom was like so serious about everybody keeping a physical shape throughout the shoot that basically he's like, all right, everybody was shooting the beach scene. And he's like, he knew everybody would basically like go hard working out and fast so that they looked awesome on camera. But then I guess he booked in, he's like, we're going to reshoot that scene. And I don't know if they ever did or if they were going to, but he basically kept it. They did. Okay. And I guess Tom wanted to make sure that they stayed. Did you tell me this story? No, I read this. Uh, one of the actors was talking about how pissed yeah. they were because they all went out for milkshakes <laughs> and corn dogs. And then Tom's like, we got to reshoot it. And they're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the way I'd heard it was, it was like, Tom did that on purpose so that guys would, they would all keep their sort of physical peak. But um, sorry, what happened? Can explain that. Explain what happened. So he, they shot it and then they shot it again. But why would they shoot it again if, if everybody looked good in the first place? Well, because he wants he want Tom wants everyone to stay in shape for the duration of the shoot. And he knows mm. that a lot of actors, the minute they shoot the, the shirtless scene, they can let it go now. Like, like Shane said, they go for hot dogs and milkshakes, but Tom's like, I want to maintain the discipline throughout the entire shoot. Oh, I see. I have That's not seen the movie though. Yeah. Are you planning to see it, Shane? Yeah. I mean, like you're, you guys are pumped. Like there's like some cocaine energy about this film. <laughs> that I'm, I really want to see it now. I wanted to see it before, but now I, I really, really want to see it. Yeah. Okay. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A, a couple questions. Because um, Matt Fruckman, as he does, Book Club Maddie in most movies, is he, he leans over and has to tell me some observation or some joke or something he read on Twitter that, was, that needed to be said right then in the middle of the movie. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I read on Twitter. This is like during the scene with Jennifer Connelly and, and Tom Cruise. I read on Twitter that this movie is 
the best ad for Botox ever. Because because both you know anybody old in the movie looks amazing. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> was he joking or serious? No, well, I mean, I think the the tweet was funny because it was probably accurate because both both Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise don't look like, I mean, I have a bad eye for this, but like, don't look like they've had much work done. Like the Botox job, of course they have, but the work is so good that it, they just look like beautiful 60 year olds or however old they are. Um, so it got me thinking about uh, our crew. Who do you think is going to get Botox in our gang? Like, <laughs> I didn't see it turning that way. You always criticize, like you, you look at me, you're about to say Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, Max. You think so? Oh, I For said, sure. 100%. No, really? 100%. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, we'll have to check in on the pod in like, you know, 20 years or something, see if uh, where we're at. That's being kind. 20. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 10, 15. Well, if a lot can happen in four years, just ask Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you think, Max? Or did Shane answer that question for you with the way no, you're looking at him? No, he was going to say Shane. Mm. I was gonna say Shane. <laughs> Shane, do you think that's accurate? If he was going to say you, I don't think I would do Botox just because I've obviously you don't notice the good Botox, but the bad Botox I noticed has scared me out of it. And also, mm. I don't have this thing where looking younger means you look better. I just that's not my mm. thing. Yeah, no. I mean, if if, if uh, John and Lorna have told us anything, that that's that's accurate. And also, like, I'm not like, oh, when I was 22, I was at my peak. So I'm not trying to get back there. I just feel like get better as you get older in a way. Mm. Hey, question. Um, actually, I, I just looked this up. During the movie, I felt a little uncomfortable rooting for uh, Miles Teller because I had a memory of him being unvaccinated. So now, it's, so in the last like year and a half, anytime I see the name Miles Teller, I'm like, oh, this fucking joker. Because it really annoys me when rich, entitled people think they're smarter than scientists. Um, he has a bad but, reputation. He does. It's funny because he, it's funny you say that, Max, because I found myself being like, God, I like him in this movie. And I really do like him in every movie he's in. And I was like, why don't we like Miles? And I actually didn't know about the vaccination thing. But basically, he gave like a really bad interview to GQ. Like, he didn't, as far as I know, he didn't do anything that would get you like conventionally canceled. But I think he gave like one of those like I'm the shit brash interviews yeah. and he was such a bro to a GQ profile that basically everyone in Hollywood all of a sudden hated him and we're like, oh my God, like this is the shittiest guy. We can't root for him anymore. And I even like, I, I, I can't even remember. I did read the article, but it was so long ago now that I was just like, in my mind, I was kind of like, oh yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's out of my guys. I like rotation, mm. but then he's so damn good in this movie that I was like, did he just break back into the guys I like rotation? Well, he's apparently he is vaccinated and he has been for a oh. while, of course. So that's that's good. Um, I can't tell. Is he good looking? And by the way, Book Club Maddie, who listens to it, looks like Miles Teller. And and I think Matt is a good looking person. Um, but then they they're not identical, obviously. But like, would he fall into that category of like Hollywood stars that like, because there's Tom Cruise who, or, you know, Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds who are like so obviously beautiful. Miles Teller, I, in my mind, is in that category of like, there's a quirk to his face. Yeah, he's like a people when he first came up, we're calling him the next Tom Hanks. So he has that type mm, of vibe. Every man vibe. Guys, you think I could get in Miles Teller slash Tom Cruise shape by the rally? June 25th is the is the day of the rally. You could, but it would take like some massive like breakup or depressive state. And I feel like mm. you're just too happy to get in that type of shape. <laughs> also, yeah, like if you could get a trainer, let's say you spent a fortune on like the best trainer in Toronto, you have to want to be up and put in like those like two a days. You know, it's mm. like your life's too good to put in two a days. Would you rather be doing mm. that than like hanging out with friends? I mean, I just have never, probably not, but I've never had the satisfaction of having an amazing body. And sometimes when you have an amazing body, people go, oh yeah, this is fucking awesome. I know it was shit to get here and it's shit to maintain it, but like the satisfaction of just looking ripped is pretty yeah. fucking sweet. So, but I, I'd like to know that feeling. I'd like to know that feeling. Sorry, Shane, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say my plan in life is to be really ripped by 40. Oh, I'm announcing how? it right now. I was going to hold off on my announcement, but it's the perfect segue. <laughs> when are you turning 40 again? May Next 12th, uh, 2023. Okay. Shit. But I'm going to be ripped. Let's see if I can do it. That's you always got a good my shot. Time. 
you have a good baseline. You're starting from a good point right yeah. now. You look good in a t-shirt yeah. chain. I'm like you're that. fit, but if you want to get like, there's a, that famous photo that you always refer to of you and like, I think you're in Vegas. And you're I don't sick. always refer to it. You refer to it as like, that's I your, do not. You, I think that in your mind is you at your apex. Well, well, uh, not my mind. It's, it would have to be, like, of course. Like, <laughs> I, could never, I could never look like that again. You don't always refer to it, but I'm saying that photo is the one you have referred to on a couple occasions where you're like, that's like, that's when I'm looking my best. Oh, but you were, what were you like 20? <laughs> I was 23. I was in yeah. Vegas and just, uh, yeah, I, I had an unbelievable body for two weeks that immediately, <laughs> like maybe three days I had an unbelievable body because I was in Vegas and just treated myself like shit. But I'm like Dan Hamilton where it's like easy come, easy go. Okay. We need to change the subject because I just had a memory of some pod listener going like, can you guys like stop talking about your bodies? Like, it's like, it's not why I come to this you podcast. You keep bringing it up I know, and I get I sucked into your sick world. <laughs> sick mind games max before we abandon this topic i do want to know if you got super ripped which would be fascinating i wonder how it would change your personality because like there mm. are certain like isn't the guy from like imagine dragons known yeah. for being kind of ripped like like if you became that guy how would it change I, you you know what it's a great question because i know some other people who are you know my age or a little bit older who have gotten in good shape and aren't the typical person to be vain. Like they're not in the vanity world necessarily. And they just can't help themselves. They just can't help but take shirtless <laughs> photos and take it. It's just like, like, who are, who are you? Like, stop it. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm happy you're eating better. You're, you know, you're on a regimen, like fuck you look great, but like, you don't like, who is this person who's just taking their shirt off and photos all the time? All of a sudden when you get in really good shape, when you jog, you get so hot jogging that you have to take your shirt off. <laughs> but when you were in good shape, the shirt was perfectly fine temperature to keep on jogging. <laughs> it's true. It's just like, yeah, anytime up to that point, it was fine. But it's just like, it's just too hot on my bod. Yeah. 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 I think, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying you're unbearable, but if you push, <laughs> like, if you've gotten really good shape, your charisma level might get to the unbearable level. <laughs> yeah um yeah it's a, huh, I mean, you're at a good right. level right now is what i'm saying i'm complimenting yeah but it is a, it is a good question like w how i would start to reveal my body like i don't think because i think i have, I have too much self-awareness and to to do this do the straight up like here's a shirtless photo of me or i'm jogging gotta take my shirt off like i don't think i'd go there but I would definitely like find excuses, you know, and like hot dudes, like just find any excuse to like wipe their, their oh, right. with the ball. <laughs> 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 oh, like they're just like, just doing yes. <laughs> Every time you get sweaty at a Arkell show from now on, you have to lift your shirt up to wipe your face and just yeah, for our rippling abs. I'm lifting my shirt up uh, yeah. from, from the bottom so you can see my, my abs. Anyway, so that, that, yeah, go see Top Gun. It's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, Shaney, Shaney, go see Top, it's, see Top Gun because I want to know your thoughts. And I almost, I, I'm worried now that we've bigged it up too much. Like I had no expectations, which made me feel like it me was too. an 11, you know? It's yeah. so tricky because I want to sneak out today and see it. But I've also promised my wife, Alex, that I would see it with her. Oh, mm. and, but sometimes you have kids, you can't get out. You do the promise, like we're going to see it together. And then it's out of theaters in a movie like this. Mm. You want to see in theaters. So I'm contemplating since she doesn't listen to this podcast anymore, watching it, <laughs> lying to her, saying I didn't see it. <laughs> and then just pulling Brookman and watch it twice. Yeah, you should. If it happens. Yeah. Would she be upset if she found out that you'd seen it already? Yes. <laughs> it's a true testament to how much she doesn't listen to this podcast where I can be confident. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I think you should try it and then we'll see how long the secret lasts. Yeah, uh, I okay. haven't heard one bad review from it. Uh, what, what do you guys got? Uh, what else is there? Uh, Mikey? <laughs> uh, yeah, what do we got? I mean, it's good to be chatting. Uh, I, 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 I <laughs> Let's just wing it, gang. No, um, I, got, I got one. I got one. I got oh, one. Oh, hit us. Better um, than it's good to be chatting. <laughs> <laughs> better, better than what do you got, Mike? Yeah, Mike, it's yeah, good exactly. to be chatting. Hey, I'm just, honest about not having anything. I was stalling until I had something. I was in New Brunswick in, uh, uh, yeah, in, in a small town in New Brunswick doing some work. Ooh. We can talk about that, but let's go to you first, Maxie. Um, well, I just wanted to ask, um, and we have to tread lightly here because we have uh, fr friends that work in this industry. Uh oh. Uh, but 
uh, Halsey made waves the other day complaining, uh, not complaining. Is that a fair term? Uh, you know, telling her fans that the label won't put out her song until, uh, they have a TikTok plan to go viral with the song before it even comes out. And there's a lot of articles about this. Pitchfork actually just had a big article about how there's been a lot of, uh, especially female artists like Halsey, FK, Twigs, um, uh, Florence and the Machine, just talking about how hard it is to be an art, a musician while also having to like serve that platform and have their song go viral, et cetera, et cetera. I was wondering, like, what what are your thoughts on that complaint? And like, is there anything that can be done about it? Do should people stop complaining? Like, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, like in terms of just like how TikTok affects the music industry. And I know you guys are not in the music industry, and I have some ideas, but I'm kind of curious to know what you think of like when people complain about TikTok generally. My first thought about this story in particular, because I did read that about Halsey, was that, and you can't do this more than once, is it's like, this is going to get her single more press than any TikTok viral thing would have in conventional ways. And like, obviously you can't, the reach of TikTok, and if a song pops on a particular video of somebody doing something, um, that obviously has a lot of value. But I was like, I've seen this story everywhere for two days when it first happened. I'm like, just her talking about it. And people love a story of like oppression or persecution from like the label. Like it's like the oldest sort of thing that fans get like get riled up about is when an artist is being, you know, their art is being fucked with by the money people from up top. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how dare it's the Taylor Swift thing with big machine. And and, like, we love that story as music consumers. So I was like, oh, this is, this is hitting all the pillars of what you need for a story to go big. And her fans are going to rally behind her people, casual people in principle are going to be like, she should be able to put out her single whenever she wants to. Mm-hmm. People that are already have an aversion to new media or social media are going to be like, are going to be like, oh, this is so silly. Now you need a TikTok. All of that stuff. It just made me think for this particular instance, this was actually genius by Halsey to say this. I almost questioned whether it was an authentic thing or just like her ploy to sort of get into the media cycle. Uh, Shane, you look like you have something to say. And I feel like because you are a viral TikTok star, you have more nuanced, more nuanced <laughs> thoughts about the subject than maybe I do. Well, I just think you if if the complaint is genuine and she's actually worried about taking too long to come up with a TikTok plan before she can release her song and that's holding her up, I'd say don't overthink it. You can just hop around in a bikini, play the song in the background, <laughs> and it's just going to go viral. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, like look at – and I'm not saying if she doesn't want to be in the bikini, don't be in the bikini, but she seems like someone who's open with that type of – like her music videos she is. It's very easy to go viral if you're in her situation. Like if you're Miles Teller, take your shirt off and do a dance and it's going to get views. Top Gun's the biggest movie in the country. It's very easy to go viral if you're in her situation. Like it seems an element of the story is who's the arbiter of what's a good TikTok. Like it seems the label is waiting for the, they're saying until like, is she pitching ideas and they're saying, nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. Or does she have the autonomy to make her own content? That's the part I don't get. Like, is, is there somebody that's saying, ah, that idea is not quite there yet let's hold the song until we truly have a great tiktok idea good ideas don't work that well on tiktok it just (laughs) the audience is too um i'm not saying they're not intelligent but it's just they (laughs) (laughs) you just have to like shove it down their throat in the most simple way possible like all our best videos are not that good that have done well like the johnny depp one was pretty good but the other ones that have done much better are not that good they're overthinking it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right. So I feel like this, this panel with Shane and Max is actually like uniquely qualified to comment on this story. Mm-hmm. We obviously, so Shane obviously has been viral multiple times with millions of views. Max, you are in the music industry. You put out singles. You are, you know, you are right in the thick of strategy when it comes to how and, mm-hmm. and, and, and why you put out music. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always been, um, there's always been a lot of work to do when it comes to like promoting uh, your music in the, in the music industry. And it, but in, in the past it was kind of simply like go kiss radio stations asses and make a great music video and hope that music video gets played on TV. And, th- and those were sort of like them or hope you get a good review. Like those were, that was sort of like the amount of like lift you needed to do when promoting. So there's always something. And then yeah, when the internet came around, like, okay, there's probably a few more music videos that like vid- visual content and okay. Tweet a little bit. So people know about your personality. Okay. Now Instagram's here, post some photos. Okay. So like the laundry list got a little bit more substantial. And now, um, just 
with TikTok, it's just people consume so much more content. Like think about the amount of content we all consume in a day compared to 1999 or you know 2009. And so I think for a lot of artists who like aren't who's who are brilliant because they are really good at thinking deeply about music production or chord patterns or lyrics and that's how like the sort of deep thinking that's required as a musician to be successful doesn't necessarily translate into uh into the hustle that is and 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 a certain amount of turning your brain off with TikTok like with TikTok as Shane says and I've just more recently understood this it's like the more you think about it, the worse you are. You kind of just have to be like instinctive and react because you don't know what the thing is going to be that'll actually go uh, viral. And of course, there are some comedians and and artists on TikTok that actually like think really deeply and plan their TikToks out, out a lot. But it's but it's funny. It's like you just have this like sixth sense for like, oh, there's a, a trending sound with somebody saying something funny or odd. And then you think about how that applies to your life and then you put a caption over it and then you mouth the word and that thing gets a lot of attention. So it's like, it's like every time I have to go to the store with my mom and and then you mouth the thing and, and that's the caption. Um, so it, I just think it's like a personality like disconnect, which I think is difficult for a lot of people. And I think for me, like I'm slightly more inclined, like my output is is higher because I don't think that much. I I'm I kind of just do. I'm more like reactive. Um, but I think for it's a like lot Yoda. of people, yeah, <laughs> he won't get that reference. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, more like Tom Cruise in a fighter yeah. jet. <laughs> and you got you got a mountain coming up, and you got to turn real quick. You can't think yeah. about it when you're going. Well, if you think dead. about it, you're dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, whereas, like you know, somebody like you know, like Mike D in our band, he is a deep thinker and he, what makes him like a brilliant uh, graphic design artist. And he does all of our merch is that like, he can like, he has the capacity to sit at a computer and just stare at a screen and think about like what shade of blue is the best color to complement the orange in in the frame and you can think about that for a very very long time same thing with mark myers but if you're just asking someone like go 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 here's like do this and that might lead to that and that might lead to that it's like and that's what virality is it's just like reacting really quickly and hoping things explode so i just think it's just like a bit of a personality conflict for a lot of people that is unnatural for for people who we want to make really awesome music and i think a lot of awesome musicians just don't necessarily have that in them Johnny Depp just joined TikTok. <laughs> he has 8.9 million followers. Oh, it would have been funnier if this was a setup for your new TikTok account imitating Johnny Depp. No, it's almost like he's imitating himself, though. I love it. his bio. It just says occasional thespian. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, it's perfect. That's oh amazing. Goodness. Yeah. No, I thought it was really funny. And he put one <laughs> one video out that already has 21 million. Well, what is the video? What is it of? It's just him waving at fans who have supported him through the trial. So fucking weird. But, you know, Max, going back to your thought about, I mean, people have talked about this for a long time, like artists, like what you want out of a musician. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody's a great songwriter or like front person, they also have to be this sort of super savvy marketer and they have to be thinking all these different ways in modern music. Like, I, like, I wonder like, like how did like Freddie Mercury or, or Michael Jackson or Paul McCartney, how did they think about these things beyond like if they mm. were expected to sort of be a 24 hour a day machine marketing machine, are they still making the music? And is that just, is that just complaining by artists that don't want to hustle? I don't know the answer. Cause you have one side. It's like, yeah, people just don't want to hustle. That's just what it takes to be, to explode these days. And then are people like, actually your job is to make a great song. And that should be, you know, the focus. Like, I don't like, does Bruno Mars, is he always on the hamster wheel or is he just come out with his fucking music when he comes out with his music? It's just it's not hard though. Like, honestly, like I film <laughs> while my kids are napping in like the, the windows like this big where they nap one day a week. I film for this small window. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Sometimes it's 30 and I shoot five or six videos. And then one of them goes viral and that's it. The hustle is not that hard. It's not that much work. Does it make you happy? No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look at it as like a business venture yeah. though. Like I, all yeah. the stuff I do with this family tree, it's serving an audience. And that, that audience is like the business that we created. And ultimately I did this because my wife wanted to do this and she wanted me to help her. So I'm looking at it as a job to help Alex. This is Alex's venture. 
I'm just her business manager. Mm-hmm. And that totally makes sense. And Maxi, when you're doing all these other elements of like being, you know, in a rock band, like, do you see it as work? Do you get enjoyment out of it? Like, do you love the the TikTok hustle, the Instagram, all that stuff? Or are you like, it's just part of having to do what you want to do in order to stay, you know, successful? Uh, there's a few parts to that. I mean, I, I, the ambition of growing the band is something that excites me. So like, and so, so that's part of it. And I think like, if you were to ask, you know, Paul McCartney or Mick Jagger, like for instance, or Bruce Springsteen, like I, they strike me as the kinds of people who no matter what time they're living in would be like, I want to be the best. I want to figure out how to be the best and I'm going to keep working till I keep, so I can keep growing my shit. Um, so that's the first part. So, so I, I appreciate the hustle in that sense. Um, and when it comes to TikTok specifically, it's such a paradigm change because you're not making content. Unlike the social media tools that we've used for the last 10 years, where you're directing it towards your specific audience, you're not making content for your audience necessarily. You're trying to make a piece of content where anybody who's passing by gets drawn into it. And then those, and that's two very, very, very different ways of conceiving of your brand. Because in the past, it was like, okay, I'm just going to make stuff for people that are following us. And now it's not that. Um, which, 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 which honestly took like a year of just like reminding myself. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like if 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 you think that like the fan in the first row is going to think this is awesome, because if 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 the fan who's walking by you on the street doesn't give a fuck, then it's probably not a good TikTok. That's or the person walking by you on the street. So it's just it's a paradigm shift. And I think I think a lot of people who I think a lot of people who are our age, like Halsey's been doing it for 10 years or whatever, you know, she's probably in the late 20s. I think for a lot of people who came up on, you know, Twitter, MySpace, Instagram, whatever, have had a much harder time adjusting to this reality. Whereas if you're 15 or 16 and TikTok's kind of one of the only things that you've known and it's your thing, you you get it a lot more. Remember when Halsey starred in the uh, Cameron Crow show? Oh no, I don't. What was it called? Like roadies or something? Yeah, yeah. Roadies. She's in that? Yeah, she's only 27 years old. Oh, crazy. She was also in that uh, song by Chainsmokers. All right. So how do we think the Halsey things re- resolves? Does she come out with a, a clever TikTok? Does she just come out with the music? What's the play from here? That's a great question. Because I agree, Mike, that it originally looked like just an awesome ploy to just get people to listen to the song. But as you say, it can only you can only do it once. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like people like her, though, are good at like manufacturing excitement around uh around the, the the next thing you do so she'll figure out something new but yeah in terms of how she interacts on tiktok i don't know yeah does the song come out though did she like did she, you know the song's probably never have more juice than right now it's coming out soon maybe this week even but i do like the convoluting that happens uh or the colluding not convoluting colluding that happens between labels and artists these days if they're really clever about it like, um, you know, that really big song, A, B, C, D, E, if you, uh, da, 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 da. do you know that song? I'm not. So this is a song that exploded on TikTok and has since like become a big song on the radio. Uh, I think the artist is named Gail. And, um, originally she put out a question on TikTok, what should I write a song about? And people had a, gave like a lot, like, you know, hundreds, thousands of comments. Someone wrote, write a song with the alphabet in it. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. And then she comes out with the song, which A, B, C, D, F, U. And it's like, cause then that's the, the kicker when she's F, U. Um, anyway, someone then did an investigative report on this user. So it's like, if you track this user, this user is actually connected to this email, which is actually this person, oh. which is this person. And then it turns out that person works at the label. So it was, oh yeah, I do that stuff all the time. Where you fake the comment, <laughs> you fake a comment and reply to the fake comment because you have the content. See all the trick uh, in the book. <laughs> you know what's so funny is another thing about TikTok is that like truth doesn't mean anything. Like no. I mean, it's and that's always been sort of the case with the internet. But it's it's just funny sometimes you see some like facets of life where like you know in in like well, work life or or like in government and stuff like that where it's like lying is the great or deception is like the greatest sin. And then you go into TikTok and like, there's just only misinformation and no one gives a fuck. Oh yeah. It's like, I put out this song uh, three days ago. You look it up. It's like, no, the song came out three months ago. doesn't matter who gives a fuck. Like nothing means anything. It feeds the algorithm. It's way smarter to say something that's mildly wrong because it just gets the comment section going and going and going. And that's how you get views. Yeah. (laughs) 
to to wrap this all up. You should comment on her TikTok when don't she's talking. Don't ever think it. Hoss. Don't ever think it, yeah. babe. Yeah. And then maybe you and can see. She interacts it. with it, makes the video about it. She's like, yeah. okay. And she it's her face and she backs up and she's just in a bikini dancing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much. That's it. That's all. That's our episode, guys. Uh, here we go. That's it. Salutations. It was a great hang. <laughs> Maybe the best. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the best. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.